Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Amber Heard is found guilty of defaming Johnny Depp and killed the Me Too movement. Janet Yellen and the Biden administration bank a big flip-flop on inflation. And Ron DeSantis' Florida takes on the transgender health care issue head-on, while The Daily Wire's Matt Walsh seeks to answer the question the left cannot. What is a woman? This is Can't Cancel Rob Smith. Oh, problematics. There is so much, so very much going on this week. I I may as well just start with the thing that everybody is talking about. I mean, the thing that everybody has been talking about literally for the past couple of weeks. We have just as a country been completely enthralled by these two Hollywood celebrities airing all of their dirty laundry out in court being televised, by the way. Of course, I'm talking about Nothing other than the defamation trial between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. You know, they're both suing each other for millions and millions and millions of dollars. And to catch you up a little bit, although I'm sure that everybody knows exactly what is going on, Amber Heard wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post in in 2018, kind of the height of the Me Too movement, um, that was... It was basically about, you know, how Hollywood and society ignores battered women, et cetera, et cetera. And the big implication is that, you know, she had just come out of this very high profile relationship with Johnny Depp, who is a Hollywood icon, one of the biggest celebrities in box office draws of all time. She had just come out of this relationship with him. So obviously the inference is that she had suffered abuse at the hands of Johnny Depp. Now, after this, he got removed from the Pirates of the Caribbean sequel that was in development, um, lost a bunch of jobs, name just got dragged through the mud, all of this other stuff. So he decided to sue Amber Heard for defamation. Now, apparently, you know, Amber Heard had tried to settle for for more money uh, in the divorce. She had only gotten $7 million in the divorce settlement and promised to, you know, donate that to women's charities. And that never happened, by the way. And apparently what came out in this trial is that she 
asked Elon Musk for the seven million dollars while while he was dating she was dating him, and he said absolutely not. But anyway, the judgment came out this week, and she was absolutely she was found guilty of defaming Johnny Depp in this defamation trial. Right, literally um, ordered to pay roughly eight and a half million dollars in damages. Um, following this civil suit loss in the defamation trial. And the very interesting thing about <clears throat> just culturally, what we have discovered as everybody watched this trial play out is that it's we're seeing the shift happen in real time when it comes to the Me, Me Too movement and when it comes to hashtag believe all women and all of these different things. And, you know, guys, I say this a lot that it seems like Everything happens on turbocharge nowadays. It just seems like everything happens so quickly nowadays. And so it's hard to think back because we're the pendulum is starting to shift the other way. And, and this trial, this judgment is a really big part of it. Um, Amber Heard has killed Me Too. Me Too is over. Me Too is dead and buried. It's done, right? This idea that women are to be believed no matter what, like this idea it is done, okay? It is just, it, it's, it's done. It's over. It's not a thing. And the reason behind that is because for the very first time, sort of, we saw this stuff play out in real time. And I think that a lot of people were able to make their decisions on exactly what did or didn't happen based on the testimony, based on um, the, the things that we have seen sort of come out in the news, right? <clears throat> and the interesting thing, <clears throat> and the interesting thing about all of this is usually, and you know, I'm guilty of this myself, like usually, and this is how I felt during the Me Too movement, even though I felt that it was a little bit too far. Um, I personally don't believe that people out and out lie about things like sexual assault or domestic violence or anything like that. I've never believed that. Um, what I do believe is that there are people that are very calculating when it comes to certain things. And what I got, and this is my personal take from taking on what everybody else, from seeing what everybody else has seen throughout this trial, is this. This is what I think, honestly. I think that Amber Heard was very calculating. Amber Heard knew exactly what she was doing when she got involved with Johnny Depp, when she married him, and all of that stuff. And so what happened at some point is that she was basically like, I want some more money. If you do not, and this stuff, stuff like this kind of came out in the trial, right? And so if you do not give me more money, if you do not give me what I want, I will drag your name through the mud and who will believe you? That was a direct quote that came from the trial. She said, who, who will believe you that you were abused, that, that you, you know, I'm the woman, this is me too. Um, this is believe all women. Everybody's going to be on my side. And I think it was a fundamental miscalculation. And I think that she made this miscalculation at the height of the Me Too movement. And now, let's not forget, as much as we're trying to move beyond what happened to Brett Kavanaugh, like, let's not forget how absolutely ridiculous and insane that moment was. It was, it was insanity, folks. It was absolute insanity. When this person, and, and by the way, what has happened to Christine Blase Ford? Where's she at, right? She took her payoff, she did what she was supposed to do, probably completely disappeared. So in the Kavanaugh hearing, and this polarized the country, we were supposed to believe 
that this potential Supreme Court justice was some sort of teenage, like, high school gang rapist based on what? Based on this really, really um, testimony that was full of holes from this woman who can't really remember exactly what happened, but maybe something happened. They were digging up his teenager. Like, it was completely ridiculous, right? And so this was you know, the left unleashing its minions on the Supreme Court and unleashing its minions on the mainstream media. And this was one of the first times that we had seen this. This is what I call the hate machine, right? So the hate machine of the left was unleashed on Brett Kavanaugh. Didn't do anything. Republicans didn't back down. He was confirmed. It was one of the most shameful moments, I believe, in American history, what the left did to this man. It was, it was completely insane. And so we had just lived through that as a country. And there are a lot of women, by the way, and probably a lot of liberal women, I would wager to believe, that looked at that and were like, this is crazy. What are we doing? But they felt this pressure. Um, they, had to toe the, they had to toe the line, right? And so we're a couple of years removed from that. And remember that this was around sort of like the same time that the Me Too, Me Too movement was, was huge. And, you know, the, the Amber Heard op-ed was going down, right? So at that point in time, she felt empowered to pull this stunt. This is what I believe happened. I believe that she was going to pull a stunt. She was trying to pull a stunt. Um, I think that she tried to shake Johnny Depp down. She probably believed that Johnny Depp, being who he is, would never go to trial, would never put himself out in that way, would never, because there are things that came out in this trial that are utterly humiliating for the both of them, by the way. So he had to talk about... Like his drug addiction, his addiction to pills and booze and coke and all this other stuff. You know, apparently Amber Heard, you know, like defecated in the bed and like that was a thing. So, like, let's be honest, they were both humiliated during this process. But Johnny Depp took the chance and he said, I'm going to take this to court because my good name is the only thing that I have. And then when he got this judgment, he said, This jury gave me my life back. Because your life is what is taken from you when claims like this are just made. And everybody feels this pressure to believe them. And, and now you're seeing the shift. Like I said, we're seeing a lot of societal shifts from that very crazy moment during the, during the Trump years, I'm telling you, between 2016 and, and 2020. People literally lost their minds, okay? Because Trump broke their brains, but also it was just this whole era that we were living in where people were afraid to say the truth or people were afraid to challenge the narrative or whatever. And so she killed me too. It's done. It's buried. Even when these stories come out nowadays, there's a story about um, Kerry Fukunaga, this uh, Hollywood director, and apparently... Um, it, it's not saying that he sexually assaulted young women or anything like that, but it's saying that, you know, he directed No Time to Die um, in a couple of different, a couple of other movies. And the article is not saying that he sexually assaulted anybody. The article is saying that he used his, you know, his privilege and his power um, to his advantage when it came to sort of like younger background extras or younger actresses and, and maybe was a little manipulative to them or whatever, which doesn't make him a good person obviously, but is something that's not criminal, right? And even that article, like, when these articles used to come out, it just, they used to create an entire media cycle, and everybody would jump on this article, and and they would, 
um, quote the, the first article and it would be all over the media, all over the news and everything. And you probably have never even heard of that until I just brought it up. And so that is the cultural shift that we're in right now. And this cultural shift is that this Me Too movement is dead. Amber Heard killed it. Apparently, and this is what her lawyers are saying, is that she absolutely is, quote unquote, absolutely not able to pay this eight and a half million dollars in damages to Johnny Depp. Uh, apparently, th- this woman's going broke uh, because of lavish spending, because she's not really working, uh, because this has really, really severely, severely damaged her career. I think she played it all wrong. She wanted the big payout. She wanted to get $30 million to shut up. This is what she wanted. She wanted $30, $40, $50 million, whatever, to shut up and quote-unquote go away. And she thought that Johnny Depp would just pay this stuff. And then he called her bluff. So instead of doing the work, instead of, and this this speaks to entitlement culture, right? Because, you know, Herd's a millennial. She's, she's, my, she's around my age. She's like 36, right? And this speaks to this entitlement culture because she was already there. Like she was in Hollywood. She was working. She had the the big part in Aquaman. I saw Aquaman. It's very enjoyable. She's very good at it. She's an appealing actress, right? So instead of taking the settlement and just rebuilding the life and just going back to work in, you know, years with her prime earning potential, she decides to go for the big payoff. She decides to go for the big payoff. And... It's a sort it's a low level sort of like stunt queen move to me. And it's a stunt queen move that didn't pay off because not only did she lose this, I believe that, and a lot of people believe that her career in Hollywood is, is, is pretty much over, right? She's got nothing really booked but a couple of indies. And at this point, honestly, the only thing that she can really do is sort of refashion herself into some sort of I don't know, nighttime soap villain. Or maybe join the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills at this point. I mean, it's it's really bad for her. And in terms of Johnny Depp, I, I think that when you have that sort of base and that fan base, and I, follow, and I, and I mean, this is a, a Hollywood career that goes back decades, okay? Like Nightmare on Elm Street decades, okay? This is decades and decades and decades. I believe that he'll likely be able to make a comeback. This is what I suspect, and this is just a hunch. I suspect that he will publicly say, I'm not going to make her pay these damages. This is what I suspect that he'll do. He'll say, I'm not going to make her pay these damages. I'm going to pay off the attorneys. I'm going to pay everything. I want it to be vindicated, and I want this to go away. I think that that's what he says. because. It makes him look, number one, he's already won. And then this makes him look like a good guy in the eyes of the public. Because the eyes of the public, when you're in Hollywood, those are the only eyes that matter, right? I think that this was going to happen. So rest in peace to the Me Too movement. It was something that I believe went way too far, way too quick. And it was something that was always just going to be ripe to be destroyed by an opportunist like Amber Heard. Up next, Janet Yellen and the Biden administration make a big flip-flop on inflation. I will tell you exactly what they're saying about this when we come back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! 
computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Problematics. You know, I, I find myself fairly uh, disgusted by the Biden administration and all of these people on a pretty much daily basis. But, you know, every once in a while, they just... There's they 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 have this flip flop or they have this walk back, and it, it's just so infuriating that I don't even I don't even know what to do. So right now, everybody knows that inflation is raging. It is absolutely crazy. I personally believe that the percentages that they're giving us, you know, they're giving us eight nine percent, probably closer to like fourteen fifteen percent um, at this point. There was actually a really funny meme that I ran into on Twitter. Uh, somebody posted a photo of a $20 bill and they said, oh man, this new dollar bill redesign is really cool. I thought that was funny. But anyway, so after, I remember during the days of the pandemic, obviously inflation is raging right now because these people printed out trillions of dollars of monopoly money to artificially inflate the economy during the coronavirus pandemic when they made the choice to shut down the greatest economy the world had ever seen in order to get Donald Trump out of the White House. Because honestly, everybody knows that that is exactly what it is. And so now we're looking back, and, and again, with even when we're looking back to the, the Me Too era, we're looking back to 2020, and we're realizing what a nightmare, like what nightmare choices these all were. And these are choices that the American people, that you and I, by the way, are going to be paying for for decades to come. Economists and Republicans, you know, the like, they said, why are we shutting down these economies? Remember, people were standing up against this. People were being arrested for keeping their businesses open. Businesses were were shut down, Right. And then they would pass these trillions and trillions of dollars. And I remember one point in particular, and this is when I knew that everybody like the, that everybody was in on this together. Because I remember they were passing one of these ridiculous bills. And both AOC and Matt Gates, two different sides of the aisle, said the exact same thing. I don't want to vote for this bill, but I have to get some money 
into the pockets of the hardworking American people right now. It was like $1,200 or something like that. It was something ridiculous. And so that little $1,200 that they had all these progressives um, excited about and everybody was excited about um, will be paying for that many, many, many times over. And that is just the truth. So what we're paying for it right now is inflation. The same inflation that Biden laughed off or, or talked off as, oh, this isn't going to be a big deal. I don't think inflation is going to be that that hard. It's going to be transitory, like all of this other stuff. In, in reminder, folks, before I even go into these sound bites from Yellen and for from um, the absolutely terrible flack that they have in the, uh, the White House right now, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Before I even go into all that, remember, folks, that they said in, in, in 2020 at the time, before you know inflation was even transitory and all that stuff, remember when they were trying to pass the Build Back Better bill? Remember when they were trying to pass another $3 trillion bill? And the only thing that stopped that was Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin is the only thing that stopped that Build Back Better bill from being passed. Another $3 trillion. And I'm not coming into this, you know, as one of these, you know, I'm not like one of those stuffy old Republicans that are like, oh, the deficit and all that other stuff. Although the deficit, I mean, these things are a problem. The bill, there's no such thing as a free lunch, folks. The bill's going to come due at some point. But I'm talking about this in terms of when you float the, when you pump up the economy with monopoly money, with fake money that does not exist, it's going to lead to stuff like this. And this is what these people were saying over and over and over again while they were called Nazis and, and white supremacists and, and all of this stuff. Oh, and remember, they hate the poor too. Yeah. Okay. When they were warning against this. And so now that this stuff is here, in which, by the way, I believe it's it's going to get worse. If I am not mistaken, and I'm literally like looking this up right now, Jamie Dimon, um, the CEO of JP Morgan Chase, basically said, yes, brace yourselves for an economic hurricane. This is what the CEO of JP Morgan Chase says. And this is what he said. Right now, um, he said, right now it's kind of sunny. Right now, it's kind of sunny. Things are doing fine. Everyone thinks the Fed can handle this. That hurricane is right out there down the road coming our way. And it is coming our way, folks. It, it really is. And they almost passed another $3 trillion of this stuff. Can you imagine what this would look like right now if Build Back Better had passed? And I don't know about you guys, problematics, but everywhere I look, things are more expensive. Everything is more expensive. Gas is more expensive, groceries are more expensive, and this is not just some talking point. Like when I say this, it's not, I'm not repeating Republican talking points, I'm talking about my actual life. Because in my actual life, things are more expensive, groceries are more expensive, gas is more expensive, everything is more expensive. And so that's what we're dealing with right here. Okay, so back to Janet Yellen. And so this is, you know, what she had to say about the inflation that we're seeing right now. I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. As I mentioned, there have been unanticipated 
and large shocks to the economy that have boosted uh, energy and food prices and um, supply bottlenecks that have affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time didn't fully understand. At the time, she did not fully understand. This is the Treasury Secretary. And this is the problem with having an administration that is filled with the same disasters from the Obama era. The same disasters from that era, the same disasters who are put in their place because, you know, somebody, this is the problem with the swamp. Somebody owes somebody a favor and somebody has been around for so long and all this other stuff. And then, you know, they get this, you know, really, they, they get this job or this position or whatever. And this is the reason that they're there. It's ridiculous. Now, back to the flag, Corinne Jean-Pierre, who's terrible, by the way. This is her response to, uh, to Peter Ducey when, when he asks about this. When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong about inflation? <laughs> no easy questions today, huh? Uh, the Treasury Secretary says that she was wrong, so why doesn't anybody okay. here at the White House? Okay, so look, what, uh, what the Secretary was pointing out, uh, out uh, this is talking about yesterday when she was doing her, her hit uh, with uh, her TV hit with CNN is that there have been shocks to the economy that have exacerbated inflationary pressures which couldn't have been foreseen 18 months ago Why including not? In, well, let me I'm, I'm trying to answer your question. I'm, I'm, hold on. I, I was just getting to the why not, uh, including Russia's decision to inc invade Ukraine, multiple successive variants of COVID and lockdowns in China. As, as she also noted during that interview, there has been historic growth and record job creation. And our goal is now to transition to steady and stable growth as inflation is brought down, as uh, Brian D said yesterday to all of you when he was standing behind this podium. So the present economic plan as we see it is working yeah okay so the president's economic plan is working blah 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 so like i said you know this is what these people do this is why they're there they are there to stir the crap okay so the economic plan is not working we're lucky that it's not worse than it was we're lucky that build back better didn't even get passed okay because if it was then the stuff would have been worse and, oh, God, it just seems to me, and I'm not some, you know, Republican Party hack that works for the RNC. I'm center-right. I've never, you know, pretended to be anything but that. But the problem with all of these people right now is that you get the sense that these people are so deep in the bubble of the swamp. They have no idea what the average American is going through. And you don't want to, you, you don't want to laugh at people's misfortune. But the bottom line is this, and I have a lot of empathy for these people. There is a group of people in this country who are manipulated over and over and over and over and over again into voting for Democrats based on social issues, based on Black Lives Matter, or based on abortion, or based on all of these different things that are not kitchen table issues. And so they get themselves into this mess. 
And there's still people at some point who are still ignoring what they're seeing with their own two eyes and ignoring what they're seeing in their pocketbook and are still, still brainwashed by these people. And I'm not saying that Republicans are always the, the, the better choice for everybody. I'm not saying that, God, that these people do not live in the bubble as well. But at least they attempt, attempt to think about working people sometimes. Because I don't believe that the Democrats do. I really do not. I don't believe that they think about working people. I think that they believe, and this is one of their long-term goals, and I've always felt, I've felt this for the past couple of years, and when you really look at the policies, and when you really dig down into this, these are people that would like to accelerate America's slide into socialism and communism. They would like for people to be completely and utterly dependent on them. They do not like capitalism. They do not like entrepreneurship. They do not like love for America. They do not like the idea of the American dream for everybody. Because all of these things give them less power. And all they are concerned with is power. And I never thought that I would see it like this. But you, there's no other way to see it. Because literally every idea that they claim to have is always disastrous for the American people. It's disastrous for anybody who actually works and pays taxes, by the way. The only people that this is not, um, that this stuff is good for, for most of the time, for, for most of the policies that they're putting forth, the only thing that this stuff is good for um, is people that are so far on the bottom of the food chain that they're never going to pay any taxes. They're never going to do anything but exist on the government. They're never going to do anything but live in the projects and be on EBT and, and be on welfare and maybe work, you know, a, I wouldn't even say they're not even working minimum wage jobs, right? And stuff like that. So it's depressing watching these people be this utterly incompetent but it's also infuriating. And I will say this to the American public. So like, if you're listening to me, problematics, and, you're, and I know some of you are out there. I know some of you are liberals and independents. And I know some of you, you know, listen to me in secret because you don't want to, you know, you don't want your friends to know that you're conservative curious. But I really want you to think about some of the things that you're seeing right now and really just like tune off the MSNBC uh, you know, and, 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 and tune out the propaganda for a second and use your eyes and your ears to really ascertain exactly what is happening here. And ask yourself if you can ever, ever vote for these people again. All right, coming up, Ron DeSantis's Florida takes on the transgender healthcare issue head on, while The Daily Wire's Matt Walsh asks a question, what is a woman? I'll take those both on right after the break. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, of course, it's Pride Month. And, you know, I talked a little bit about that last episode. I'm going to do a, um, a, a full episode on all of the insanity uh, probably sometime in the next couple of weeks. But I came across a couple of things that were very interesting. First of all, um, there's this report out of Breitbart that the Florida State Health Agency has issued this report sort of challenging the science behind the transgender issue. And this is what, and I'm going to read some of this from Breitbart and a lot of this stuff, like if you, if you dig into the old episodes of problematic and I've been, you know, I've been dealing in this issue, what I've been doing problematic for about, well, I was doing problematic for a couple of years and now I've been doing this. I've been sort of talking about this stuff um, for a couple of years now. And this is from Breitbart. Breitbart News exclusively obtained a 45 page report completed by Florida Medicaid and requested by the secretary of the agency for healthcare administration which oversees Florida's Medicaid program. So in consultation with several experts, the report concludes that sex reassignment surgeries, puberty blockers, and cross-sex hormone treatments for people with gender dysphoria are not proven as, quote, safe or effective treatments and are, quote, experimental and investigational. And I'll read you this quote from them. Studies presenting the benefits to mental health, including those claiming that the services prevent suicide or either low or very low quality, and rely on unreliable methods such as surveys and retrospective analyses, both of which are cross-sectional and highly biased, according to the document. So there is, you know, so in this transgender push, which has been going on in this country, so like I said last episode, when we were dealing with the Leah Thomas issue, transgender people have been around for decades and decades and decades, but this new um, sort of gender cult ideology and this push to prescribe these hormones and these puberty blockers and and to um, give mastectomies to teenage girls. Like all of this stuff is very, very new, folks. And when I'm talking very new, I'm talking you did not see these things before 2010. All right. So this is stuff that has been happening literally since um, the past 12 years. This is all very new. And again, as I as I have said and said and said, all of this stuff coincides with the explosion of social media, right? In, in, in one of the, um, this is one of the effects of the, the woke era that we've got going on. And so this, there's this idea, and this comes from the trans activists. And the idea is that if somebody, number one, if somebody says that they're transgender, then they just are transgender and there's no other questions to it. And you, it's not about science. It's about all of this other stuff. And, and it, you know, it's not about any of that stuff. It's about how I feel, right? Whatever. But there is this idea that if some teenager or some kid whether it's in 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 this can be as young as you know they've got kids as young as five to seven years old oh raised as a girl uh, oh transgender all of this other stuff 
So the idea is that if you do not pump these kids full of puberty blockers, full of cross-sex hormones, full of all of this other stuff, the second that they start exhibiting gender non-conforming characteristics, then they will kill they will kill themselves. And would you rather have um, <laughs> would you rather have an alive daughter than a dead son? And this is the sort of and this has been this is the push that that all of the activists have said, said, said over and over and over again. And they use, you know, very faulty um, methodology and very, very faulty science. They'll, you know, Glad will do some sort of survey of the 75 kids that they found at like the Alley Forney Center or something like that. And they will say 85% of these people had suicidal ideologies uh, if they were not allowed to be trained. It's, it's all BS. It's all BS. And when you realize, and this is something that I'll probably unpack, as, as a matter of fact, when I do um, <laughs> the can't cancel Rob Smith Pride Month Spectacular. I will try to interview one of these people, and I would like to interview a detransitioner because there's this whole movement of people who have gone through the, these things. They've done the hormones. A, a lot of these are teenage girls who's ha- who've had their breasts removed, and so now they are saying this is crazy. Um, how was this ever done to me? Why didn't the adults around say anything? So, so they're regretting this stuff, and they're they're dealing with physical issues that they're going to be dealing with for the rest of their lives because they got caught up in something. And so this is kind of the first shot um, of a state like Florida actually getting into it medically. And, And this is what I love about Ron DeSantis. This is what I love about how he runs Florida because this man plays offense. This man plays offense. This is not some politician talking about whatever. This is not whatever. This is a 45-page report completed by Florida Medicaid and requested by the Secretary of Agent Agency for Healthcare Administration. And they're saying that basically this stuff is crap. Everything that you're hearing about this radical gender ideology is crap. And the pharmaceutical companies are behind this. I think I read an estimate that every transgender teenager um, generates about $1.3 million for big pharma because you have to understand that trans people, when they start going through this therapy and all of this other stuff, this is a lifelong therapy, okay? So if you get these kids that are saying that they're transgender or whatever, and they put them on puberty blockers and they're putting them on cross-sex hormones and all that other stuff, it doesn't just end. I mean, this is not Pinocchio. You know, they don't they don't become a real girl at the end. Uh, they have to keep doing these things for the rest of their lives. Okay. And so Big Pharma loves this. They I mean, they don't really care that they're experimenting on young kids. They don't care that, you know, they're leaving leaving broken bodies and broken minds in their in their wake. They don't care. They care about money. They care about uh their their, you know, their their stock prices and in making their showholders happy. They don't really care about these kids. And honestly, to tell you the truth, all of the people and the, you know, the HRCs and the GLADs and and all of this stuff, they don't care about these kids either. These kids are political footballs. Either the Democrats don't really care. They this is, you know, this is something that they see as a um as a new victim group. As something to they're using sort of these gender nonconforming kids as sort of props 
to wedge in the culture war that they are sort of fighting against Republicans, right? So now, okay, LGBTQIA+, whatever people now, you know, you're ours now. So, you know, these mean Republicans, um, these mean Republicans, they want to keep you from these hormones, but, you know, vote for us. And not only will we expand all of these hormones for you, we'll make the taxpayer pay for it, which, by the way, this is what they're pushing. It's all so pathetic. It's all so desperate. And the P and I have to, you guys have to understand, folks, that I'm a, I'm a gay dude. And I have a lot of empathy and compassion for these children. I, I really honestly do. You know, the people, you know, the, the people on the left will never believe it. I think I'm not entirely sure that a lot of Republicans that really speak about, about this issue, I don't think that they have empathy or compassion for these people. I think that they're just like, this is stupid. Um, why are we believing this? And I, I can understand that element to it. But, you know, I know what it's like to be a gay kid. Um, I know what it's like to feel that isolation. I know what I, I know what all that stuff is like. I, I've, I've done that, right? I've, I've been through it. But the way things are today, it's almost as if 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 a boy or a girl exhibits just one iota of gender nonconformity, if a boy wants to wear a dress, if a girl is a tomboy, and if they have the wrong kind of super far left woke parents, because one common denominator uh, for a lot of this stuff is just having super woke parents, because they want a little, you know, they want like a little, they want a little trophy to you know push around and, and talk about how woke they are. And as a matter of fact. There was a documentary on HBO Max. I think it was called like Transhood or something like that. And I think I I played a clip in one of the old problematic episodes where there was a uh, there's this kid eight nine years old trans girl quote unquote and this child was starting to sort of like grow. You could kind of start to tell that this kid was over the long hair and was was kind of over it. But you kind of would you kind of sense this pressure from the mother um to the kid to keep the kid doing it because the mother was getting a lot of attention for this. Um and, and I think that that has a lot to do with it. And I think that you know we're seeing a lot of this stuff right now. Um but what I will say is this, and I will go on record with this. This is the hill that I will die on because I know that I am absolutely right. And if I'm still doing any of this stuff in 20 years, what well, I will be doing some, and maybe I won't be doing this in 20 years, maybe I'll be doing something else, but I'll be interviewed for some documentary. I'm telling you, like 20 years, I'll be grizzled old. I'll be old. I'm going to be a hot old guy, though. It's okay. It's fine. I'm going to be like a muscle, a muscle guy, muscle daddy. But I'm going to be interviewed by, I don't know, some interview. Some some documentary series or whatever, and they're gonna be like, "How could this ever happen?" And I'm gonna be like, "20 years ago, 25 years ago, I was out here saying this stuff, and I was made a pariah in that quote unquote community for speaking the truth." And the truth is, when it comes to puberty blockers for young kids, when it comes to giving these kids cross-sex hormones when they're barely through puberty, the ones that they, when it comes to um, giving teenage girls mastectomies because 
they want to sort of um, opt out of womanhood and, and to be a man because they think being a man is going to solve all their problems. It's absurd. It is absolutely absurd. It is so damaging to these kids. And what you will see, and again, a prediction as, as we enter the post-woke era in the next 10 years, we are going to start seeing more and more of these detransitioners start to stand up and speak out and say to the adults around them, how could you have let this happen to me? But thankfully, at least in Ron DeSantis's Florida, they're making the first steps to really educate people and to really push back on some of this gender cult insanity and some of the dangers behind it. And I realize, and that's a part of the documentary, the Matt Walsh documentary, and I'll just talk about that very briefly because I kind of went on a tangent there. So Matt Walsh has got a documentary um, that's out on the Daily Wire called What is a Woman? I'm going to play you a little bit from this trailer. It's, uh, it's interesting. Can a man become a woman? <laughs> I'm not a woman, so I, I can't really answer that. Women only know what women are. Are you a uh, cat? No. Can you tell me what a cat is? Do you want to tell us what a woman is? I'm a biological woman that medically transitioned to appear like a male. I will never be a man. And so they go on the internet and they're told that all their problems will be solved if they become a man. So you worry that there, there could be a sort of social contagion element of this? A teeny tiny bit, maybe. It got me at 42. Your child doesn't have a chance. So that's a little bit of the Matt Walsh documentary, which is out right now. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to. I think it's very interesting that... um that the Daily Wire is investing into this. And I think it's it's very interesting. And like I said, and no, you know, I'm not, you know, no shade to, to Matt Walsh or any of these any of these people because I think that this is very important work that needs to be done. And I think that doing these things right now, I think that they're very smart about the way Daily Wire invests in their talent and in the things that they're doing. Um but I think that when somebody like Matt Walsh, who I don't agree with on a lot of different issues, because he, the thing about this conservative movement is a very big tent. And he comes to all of this stuff from this sort of, I'm a straight Christian uh, male and, and all of this. And so he comes from it with this perspective that is definitely valid and appealing to a lot of people on the right. You know, they get that perspective a lot on the right. I don't know if he comes to it with, any sort of real empathy or really understanding of what any of these people are going through or, or even an understanding of how people that are not straight white dudes can be brainwashed by a lot of this, this stuff, not even the gender cult stuff, but the BLM cult stuff, like all of the, the cults of the, of, of the left. And I think that him and, and some of the people like the Ben Shapiro's of the world, um, they don't understand how people that come from broken homes or people that um, are not straight white dudes, people that have had maybe a rougher go at it can be sort of seduced into a lot of the insanity and craziness of the left. So there's like an empathy deficit there, I believe, but the work is important. And I think it's very valid that it's out 
in that it exists in the space because this is something it's almost as if the only people that are asking questions and doing any real journalism nowadays are people in conservative media, which is actually crazy. But yeah, what is a woman? Um, and this is not PR, obviously, because if this is PR, I would have already seen the movie. Um, out now on the Daily Wire, I'm actually going to check it out. All right, Problematics, that is it for me. Um, if you are enjoying Can't Cancel Rob Smith, please, please, please rate and review us with five stars on Apple Podcasts. Please tell all your friends we're 100% independent and in trying to get this voice out there as much as we can. You can always follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Rob Smith Online. And you can find Can't Cancel Rob Smith on Apple Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. See you next time. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation. We don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast, politics by faith.